Welcome to Mind Meets Body and Soul, a podcast that connects the dots between clinical mental health and spiritual holistic wellness. I'm Heather, a licensed clinical social worker and mental health guru. And I'm Devin, a Reiki master, spiritual teacher, and lover of all things woo-woo. We're here to discuss various wellness topics, highlighting the connection between the mind, body, and soul. We'll be offering nuggets of wisdom from each of our fields with the ultimate goal of bridging the gap between our two worlds. Whether you lean more into cognitive psychology or flow with the woo-woo waters, our intention is to help you prioritize yourself and unlock a fresh perspective to healing, growth, and expansion. We're so excited you're here. Let's jump in. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Mind Meets Body and Soul. It is a snowy day here where I am in New Jersey today, here with my lovely co-host, Heather. How's it going? Is it snowing by you? It is. It's snowing now, funny enough, like more than it was two minutes ago, which I enjoy. It kind of like energizes me. I love the snow, especially when I can work from home. So a snowy day here in Jersey City too. Oh, good. Yeah, it is. It is fun. I have Ellie right now laying on my bed, just looking out the window. She loves the snow. Tortellini looks like she could care less <laughs> about the snow outside right now. Right. She does love the snow too, but she, I don't think she gets it that like, that's what's happening coming it's from, the sky. from the she sky. She just yeah. like loves it. And it's on the ground. She's like, oh my God. No, we love them. Well, I'm happy to be here for another episode of Mind Meets Body and Soul. Heather, we've had a full month of really great conversations in January on helping our audience really set themselves up for success. For this new year ahead, we've talked a lot about intention setting and patience and our relationship with our body and with food. And this conversation that we're about to share today, I feel like is a perfect leeway from all that we've been building up to from January's conversations. And so today we bring in the topic of manifestation. I am really excited for this conversation because it's actually something that I'm very curious about. I think it's certainly a little bit more of a your world conversation that I just like have questions about. So I'm always eager to get to learn more from you and also share these conversations with our audience too. It does sound a little bit more my world type conversation or type topic, but I think like always, I'll start to speak to some things that have been coming up either in you know my world, my clients, personal life, things I've been hearing. And then I think naturally you'll have so much to add from, you know, quote unquote, your world too. Because if there's one thing that I would love to start off with when it comes to manifestation is that we are manifesting every single moment of every single day. And I think that manifestation has come to be in, you know, pop culture, this whole, like, I put it on my vision board and I manifested it, or I, I asked for it and I got it. And like, yes. And also manifestation is something that we are doing on a day to day. We're just doing it sub or unconsciously. And so this conversation, I really want to bring forth the conscious part of how we can manifest. And I know that you'll have a lot to add in as soon as we get to talking about that. 
I feel like that's always the way that it goes. Like anytime I'm talking about something more clinical, you're like, well, there's an energetic component there and vice versa. I'm like, oh, I understand that from this lens. So I think it's one of those things that we maybe just have a little bit of a language barrier or like a difference in how we're saying the things. But I think at the core, at the foundation, we're probably talking about very similar things. Absolutely. Yeah. Ready to dive in? Dive in. Let's go. All right. So this conversation was actually sparked by the listener Q&A that we held uh, the very last episode of 2023, where one of our listeners had asked if we had any manifestation tips. And you actually offered a really great manifestation tip. If you remember, it was based off of uh, an Instagram that you had seen around the things that we often ask for or want to manifest, like the physical things are often not actually what we want to manifest. It's the feeling or the energy behind what we think that manifestation will bring. I think it was just that, that like we're not like in theory, I guess we might be trying to manifest a new job or a car or, you know, the perfect partner, but when we dig deeper, which is like what I do in therapy all the time is like, well, what, what is that new partner or car or job going to give you? And then it's going to be feelings of success, feelings of like being loved and validated. And I think those are the things that I would encourage people to try to like think about is like the feeling behind the thing. It's not so much the thing itself. Yeah. And then it brings us to the conversations that we had in the beginning of 2024 on intention setting and why we set intentions and that practice of continually asking yourself why to get to the core of what you are looking to manifest. And so naturally, after we held that conversation um, and we shared some manifestation tips there, I started listening to some of my favorite podcasts and it just so happened that there were a couple episodes shared on the law of attraction and manifestation and, and with some of the leaders in the manifestation world. And so first bringing it back to the truth that we are always manifesting, if we can just look at manifestation like creation, like we are constantly creating and co-creating our life. The things that we bring to us or the things that we experience are all just creations or projections of our own inner world, inner experiences, right? Would you agree with that? Yeah, I do. And so if we can look at manifestation less as a woo-woo type practice and see it as we are doing it every single day, then I think that we can approach manifestation from a much more conscious, intentional space and from a much more empowered space as well. Right, because I think... We use the word woo-woo and we've talked about like that it's fun and we don't mean it in a like negative way at all. But I do think that like I feel some type of way when we use that word sometimes too because I'm like I don't want it to sound so like discrediting or that like that world is silly or crazy or like magical when it, you know, like, I just think that there's this tendency to see like manifestation as this woo woo thing that means like it's not real. And I think when we can reel it in to be more intentional, more empowering, that's when I think like everything you say 
I always think there's something to it, you know? Yeah. And yeah, an important distinction to make when I say woo-woo, I love using the term woo-woo because for me, it does, it, it is like mystical, magical, like things are like this whole entire life experience that we're having is woo-woo. However, it's not like mainstream or it's not right. commonly accepted by, I guess you could call it like Western society. And so, yes, when we say woo-woo, I think people hear it and they have different associations or contexts that they place to it. But yes, thank you for making that disclaimer there that, that if we can, and maybe I can rephrase this, if we can make manifestation as less than a taboo, mm. unreal or unattainable thing and turn it into something that makes more logical, uh, rational sense then I think more people will find it to be attainable and, and will be able to apply it in their everyday life. Yeah, I think you'll will be I think this conversation I'm hoping will be able to get more buy in from people who are on the more logical, rational side of things. Yeah. And why? What is the purpose for that? Truly just to make your life better. That's why we were having all of these conversations and sharing all of these nuggets of wisdom because I truly want for every single person to just make their life better, make their life feel more fun, more fulfilling, more joyful. And so that's why I love this woo-woo world because it has made my life a million times better. And that's why I do it. And that's why we share these conversations. Yeah. I mean, I think from the beginning, part of my business model is to make wellness and therapy accessible. I think that us joining together in this podcast is to bridge the gap and make these conversations accessible. We want everyone to be well and healing and happy and peaceful and all of the things. So let's get into manifesting and teach us all the things, Devin. Got it. Okay. So the episode that I was listening to first on um, the law of attraction and manifestation was an episode, and I'll, we'll link it in our show notes in case you want to give it a listen. But um, for those of you who have heard of the law of attraction, may have also heard of The Secret. And The Secret, it started out as a film, which then turned into a self-help book and turned into this entire movement uh, earlier on in, in the earlier 2000s. Rhonda Byrne, she was a guest on this podcast, School of Greatness, one of my favorite go-to wellness podcasts. And she talks about in this episode how she created The Secret and what the concept of The Secret is and the concept of The Secret, which truly just explores the law of attraction. It supports that positive thinking can bring about positive changes in someone's life. And so when we're talking about manifestation, law of attraction, it all starts there. Just we've heard it before. I'm sure it's something that you work through in therapy too. Positive thoughts bring about positive changes. Right. Like I think there's a quote that says like the mind is everything, what you think you become. Like our headspace and our thoughts tend to color our world and like not that they change our reality but we've talked about like the self-fulfilling prophecy and like I think about our thoughts and our emotions as like a lens and like it's almost like a colored glass or a colored filter that we're like looking at the world through so if we're thinking negatively we're going to be looking at things from a negative perspective if we're thinking positively we're going to be looking at things from a more positive perspective so a hundred percent with you there 
And that always brings me back to Dr. Joe Dispenza and what he's said about the the mind, how 95% of the total mind is the subconscious or even unconscious mind, which is wild because then that means that the conscious mind is only about 5% of the total mind. And so bringing us back to what I mentioned earlier about how we are manifesting every single moment of every day we're just doing it unconsciously or subconsciously half of the time, that 5% of our conscious mind, if we can start using that in a way that works for us, I know that we'll see much greater results. It is so wild how much of like, like I think as humans, we love to think we're in control and we're doing all the things and we're so logical and rational and smart. And the reality is, I mean, I even always think about the statistic of body language, for example, that like 80% of our communication is body language and only 20% is like spoken words. 95% of our life and our actions and our doing is unconscious and then only 5% is conscious. Like it's so different from what we like to think it is. And it's just fascinating to me. It really is. And so here we are in this conversation aiming to make it make this topic and this practice so much more attainable and accessible than maybe our listeners started with. So there is so much to get into when it comes to the law of attraction and when it comes to um, the concepts in The Secret and in Rhonda Byrne's Secret. We will link all of the episodes, all of the um, websites that I've looked into on this, but I just wanted to kind of, as we do in every single conversation, pull out the like key mind, body, and soul components of this, if that works for you. Yeah. No, I love it. Okay, great. So let's start on the mind level first, the mind level of manifestation and how we can consciously manifest. And I think you'll have so much to speak to this here. So I'll really just start with, you know, an introduction on how the mind component comes in. And that is simply that thoughts are things. That is one of the first principles that we learn from Rhonda in The Secret. It's a fundamental piece um, of the movie of the book. And it's that what we think about consistently eventually becomes our reality. It's exactly what you said earlier. When we are constantly thinking of something in a specific perspective, we're putting on those like glasses, those filters, and we're seeing the world through those filters. And so my first piece here, and then I'll happily turn it over to you, is to watch the thoughts that we have on a daily basis on how the world works. And this is that kind of like deconditioning piece that we oftentimes have to go through because if I'm going throughout my world and I think, oh, people are out to get me, people are, you know, just look, the people are like so selfish, um, everybody else has it better than I do, that unfortunately, based on the principles of the law of attraction, that is what we're going to draw more of into our life. 1000%. There's a book called The Untethered Soul. And I don't know if we ever talked about it or not. But like, I know in like chapter one of that book, the author talks about our inner roommate and like this voice that's kind of this like incessant nagging 
tends to be negative voice that's in our brain that is constantly talking. And I, I picture the teacher voice from Charlie Brown being like, want, 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 want. Like, it's just this voice that you walk in a room and it's like, oh, it's bright in here. Oh, there's some weird smell in the air. Like our brain is constantly thinking thoughts. And then we have the ability, I'm talking about this in therapy all the time. We have the ability to choose to accept those thoughts like try to turn down the volume on that voice or say like, that's not true. I don't actually feel that way or I don't actually think that. Like we don't have to th believe everything that we think. And I think that's like a number one therapy tip for me. So I'm still totally with you. Yeah. And that's that's huge too, because this these conversations that we share here, and we've said this before, it's always an invitation to take back control of your mind and of your thoughts because yes, we are hardwired to judge and to criticize and to, we're constantly like, I, I see a visual where it's like, we're always just kind of like scanning the room and seeing like, we're looking for a threat. I think that's what we as human beings are hardwired to do or any like, you know, living being is always on the lookout for something that will be considered a threat because safety is such a fundamental part of our being. Yeah. And so that would be tip number one is bringing your awareness to your thoughts. How are you thinking about and perceiving yourself and the world around you? And I think that's where affirmations can come in so powerfully because we are using those affirmations to rewire our brain. Therapist Devin here. This is actually a very clinical conversation so far. It's called cognitive behavioral therapy, everything that you're describing, or CBT. And it's just bringing your awareness to your thoughts, listening. I can't tell you how many times clients will say something that they're thinking or write it down in therapy, and then they're shocked at looking at and reading or like hearing the thought. If I say what they said back to them, they're like, oh my gosh, it's so different thinking it all day long, but seeing it or hearing it is such a wildly powerful thing. So we're doing CBT when we're manifesting. That's fun. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for adding in that clinical term here. See, this is fun. We can both do this. We can both contribute to this conversation in a way that makes sense for us and in turn, makes sense for our audience too. So yeah, those are just a few brief mental notes on manifestation. Um, our thoughts are really powerful. And if we can continue to come back to that realization that thoughts create things, then I think that we would be a lot more careful and intentional about the thoughts that we do have and the thoughts that we produce and send out to the world around us. And that comes in the energetic component too. Because thoughts, just like we've talked about with feelings, are simply just energy. Yeah. Thoughts are things and thoughts are energy. So 100%. All right. So then moving on to the body component. And this is where when I um, think about affirmations, this is where I think it's not enough to just use affirmations. Because not only do we need to think something, but we also need to feel it. And that feeling component is a huge part of the manifestation process. And what I mean by that is that oftentimes we say we think that we want one thing, but if our body is not in coherence, if our body doesn't agree with that thing, then there's going to be a mismatch there. We're not going to be a match for the thing that we are looking to manifest. And so this body component, it goes hand in hand 
with the mental component as well. And that is that feeling into what it is to have that thing. Like for example, if we're looking to manifest like peace, does our body know what peace feels like? And so the challenging part, and this is what we do a lot of times in energy work, in somatic healing, is that tuning into our body piece to get our body on board with what we are looking to create or change in our lives. I think it's, I mean, we talk about mind, body, soul connection. That's the whole point of this podcast. And I think the the physical component is really important, especially too now that you're saying 95% of the things that are happening within us are unconscious. To me, that's like heavily body focused. Like we're living in this body and our body is tuning into things and aware of things that like our brain just isn't even conscious of. So I think this is a certainly really important point here. Yeah. And from what Rhonda explains, one of the main reasons that people fail to manifest their desires is when their feelings are not in alignment with their thoughts. So that's going to be a huge piece to this as we are deconditioning, as we are changing our thoughts to make sure that they are in alignment or that our feelings are then in alignment too. I mean, align is my word for this year. So I think alignment in all things is important. And that actually feels like a very tangible thing that we can start with or a a really good starting point is like, am or rather are my thoughts and feelings, like is my brain and my emotions, my brain and my body, my logical and emotional brain, are they aligned? And if not, what's stopping that from happening? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And this is probably a less favorable part of the manifestation process because we aren't as conditioned to drop into our feelings as we are to bring awareness to our thoughts. I feel like. And so for those that are listening that would like some tips and tools on dropping into their body, I find that it's a continual process of asking yourself, how do I feel? And that's not always an easy practice to start with or to take to, but it's definitely one that will help you. And it could be as simple as like, okay, I'm drinking a glass of water. How do I feel right now? How does it feel to be in my body? It brings me back to the the guest episode that we had with Alyssa Toomey the registered dietitian and nutritionist who was explaining that it's not always natural for us to be so in touch with our body. It's so easy for us to be disconnected from our body and to be so in our our thoughts. So that's my suggestion there is just getting used to the question of how does this make me feel right now or how do I feel? Do you have a suggestion for this? Yeah. I mean, I think my suggestion just just actually takes your suggestion further. I have a worksheet, imagine that, on a (laughs) bunch of questions to help you check in with the emotion. And it is, one of the questions is, how am I feeling? But how am I feeling not just emotionally, like labeling the emotion, but how am I feeling energetically? Does this feel, is this feeling heavy? Is it dark? Is it light? Is it sharp? Is it kind of like soft and fuzzy, like describing the feeling. I don't care so much about like the the word and the emotion as 
I care about your relationship with and your understanding of the impact that that feeling is having on you. And I think those series of questions of asking like, how am I feeling? Even if all you can describe is I'm feeling icky or I'm feeling bad or I'm feeling good and then go from there. I love the question of how am I feeling? It's just for me, it's not just the emotion. It's like all of the things that come with that feeling. I love that really helpful suggestion too. And I love how you mentioned that, like, does it feel heavy? Does it feel, and I think it's like, it kind of comes back to like, does this feel good for me or does this not feel good for me? Exactly. So we've gone through the mind component of manifesting. We've gone through the body component of manifesting. Now to touch on the soul or the spiritual component of manifesting, a large part of that, and this is something that um, all law of attraction teachers speak to, is reminding ourselves to open our eyes and to witness and see and recognize the beauty and the abundance that surrounds us. And this is a tough one oftentimes because when we think about something that we want to manifest, oftentimes we're like, okay, well, I want this and I don't have it. And therefore I'm lacking this. And sometimes why people struggle with manifestation is because we're looking at something as if we don't have it. And we are so focused on that thing that we don't have. And thus we are not paying attention to all that we do have. And so I see this practice as being a more spiritual component because when we do take the time to look around us and see how much we do have, and not even just us ourselves, but looking to nature, like I suggest all the time looking to nature and seeing, wow, how abundant it is out there. I mean, look at how the sunlight touches every single part of the world, fills every single room with its natural light. Like there's so much abundance that surrounds us. And so when we can tap into that abundance that exists, then we don't find ourselves experiencing so much lack. I mean, that to me reminds me exactly of what I say all the time of like zoom out, right? And we get, so I picture us like with our heads in our phones and head or heads down, just like walking around in our own mind, in our own world, when like the reality is the world around us is enormous and there is so much, but we get so stuck in like the weeds or in the thick of it that we can't recognize all of the abundance, all of the things that we have to be grateful for, all of the stuff that's just happening around us. And I think that is just very much speaking to that zoom out. So again, clinically right here with you. <laughs> I thought exactly of your therapyism of zoom out when I was piecing together the spiritual components of this. And it really is that. And another thing that you said too, you spoke to this part of gratitude and that is a huge component of it. I mean, we've talked extensively about the power of gratitude. Energetically, gratitude sends the message out, hey, I really loved this. I'm really thankful for this and I would love more of it. So when we get in the practice of noticing the abundance all around us and recognizing it and expressing gratitude for it, we are truly saying, I have so much in my life. I'm not in lack. And in fact, I would love more of what I already have. Okay. One more thing clinically that I'll tie in here then, like that's positive reinforcement too. So for any teacher or any parent out there that knows positive reinforcement, it's just gratitude really, I guess, is our way of like 
speaking into existence or telling the universe or God or your higher power or whatever, like, hey, that's cool. I like that thing. I'd like love more of it. And I, that's exactly what positive reinforcement is. <laughs> that makes me giggle because former special education teacher right. in, in me, like positive reinforcement was always a behavioral tactic that, mm-hmm. that we would use and it works. And so, yes, we can look at noticing the abundance around us and practicing gratitude as positive reinforcement for ourselves and, and the world around us. So thank you for bringing in your clinical terms. I love them. <laughs> Anytime. So that is really a spark notes version of how we can approach manifestation, the law of attraction through our mind, body, and soul. And as we suspected, you had so much to add from your world as well. So thank you for all of your wisdom too, Heather. Yeah, no, it was definitely more clinical than I had anticipated it to be, which was always fun. I mean, I kind of knew it would be, but I just didn't know what it would look like or how it would be. Um, Naturally, I have a question. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So the action-oriented, like logical person in me is thinking, okay, so we've had an episode and we've talked about intention setting. We've talked about choosing your word for the year. We've talked about vision boarding. And now we've talked about manifesting. What is like the relationship between each of those things? Is there an order in which, if there's a relationship, is there an order in which we should be like doing them? I guess it's like the now what question. Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is such a Heather question. (laughs) And I, I thank you for bringing it in because I know that it's a question that probably many have. So as with anything that we say here, please take what resonates, leave what doesn't fix it in a way that serves you from the way that I see it. And I think this makes sense to you too. It all starts with us. It all like our manifestations all start with us, our alignment in the energetics world, everything that has been physically created started on an energetic level first. And so here comes in that alignment piece, that alignment intention that you've set for this year as we are setting those intentions and creating those vision boards and watching our thoughts and tuning into our feelings, those are the seemingly micro level things that we are doing on our own within ourselves that are going to naturally produce that macro level stuff. It's almost like what I'm hearing, and I'll just repeat it back to you. I'm hearing that the intention setting, the vision boarding, the choosing your word is almost maybe the conscious, the 5% conscious that we're doing that leads to the like unconscious manifesting maybe. Maybe the manifesting is like the big umbrella and then underneath that, the intention setting, vision boarding, choosing your word, those are like the actionable items that help us manifest. Yeah. No, that was a a really good way of putting it. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it sounds too good to be true that like really all I have to do is, but we're doing a lot if you think about it. All of the conscious effort that we're putting in towards creating those intentions and towards aligning our thoughts and tuning into our feelings and visualizing and showing up differently in our world. Like it doesn't sound like a lot, but it is a lot. And so 
that, well, what next piece for, in my eyes, is then just look out for the things that you are manifesting. Look out for the improved conversations, relationships, opportunities that flow into your life because that's the beautiful thing about manifestation and why one of my words for 2024 is co-creation because manifestation is a constant process of us getting clear and and aligning our energy and sending out to the ethers to the universe what it is that we want and are calling in and thus the world responds to us and it's that response that is the manifestation. Manifestation is truly just the response of the world around us to us. Well, and I think the power of us being able to align our mind, body, soul, like get clear on the things that my brain is thinking and choose to listen or not listen, you know, the way that we're connecting with our emotions. Like it is actually very powerful for us to be able to feel a sense of control for the controlling people in the conversation that want and or need that sense of control. This is our way to like tune in and do something. I guess controlling isn't the word. The action-oriented people, myself included, we can actively tune in. We can actively work to create alignment. We can set intentions. Like you're giving us a lot of tools that we can do internally for us. And then the world can respond. So that's, I think, the thing that I'm really liking about this too, is that even if you can't buy into God, universe, spirit, higher power, you can still do things internally yourself to set yourself up for success and alignment and peace and joy and all of the things. And it's exactly what you and I do as a therapist, a healer, a coach, a teacher, is we are guiding our clients, the people that we work with, we're guiding them back to themselves. And we're giving, we're offering them the tools and the support so that they can internally create the change that is going to be reflected back to them, that's going to be manifested outside of them. And it really is as simple, as simple as that. (laughs) As simple like in this whole episode, all the things. And there was so much we didn't even get into, like you said, that we'll link in the show notes. So yeah, I loved this conversation. Um, I'm really grateful for you for feeling inspired and bringing it in here and answering my questions and um, explaining all of it. Always. I'm so happy to. And I really thank you as well for your openness and for bringing forth all of the the wisdom and the knowledge that you share from your field as well. So another episode that we have managed to connect mind, body, and soul and inspire those listening to go out and manifest the dream of your life simply by aligning your energy first. Well, that feels like a nice segue. Speaking of manifesting, I think it's your turn this week, Devin, to look up at your vision boards and share with us what it is that's calling out to you today. I have a um, a piece on my vision board that I have been looking at throughout this entire episode, and it's right above my computer screen, and it says, appreciating the ride of your life. Mm. And naturally, the letters are in all different colors of the rainbow, which we know I love. And I think it's exactly what we've talked about, that gratitude piece, that abundance piece, 
it's finding the light in this wild, wild journey that we call life. It's zooming out, it's seeing the bigger picture. And that is what I choose to leave our audience with today. I think it's perfect. It's it's all encompassing of the things we spoke to today, but this whole year so far. So I think it's well said. And of course, I love that it's in rainbow for you. Thank you. And with that, we close out another great episode of My Meets Body and Soul. We will include all of the links in the show notes, the podcast episodes I've listened to that have sparked inspiration and hopefully provide inspiration for you as well. Yeah. Well, thanks again, Devin, for a wonderful episode. Thank you to everyone for tuning in and we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. We are so glad that you took the time to share this space with us. We'll be releasing new episodes of Mind Meets Body and Soul every Tuesday. So be sure to give us a follow and share this podcast with those you love. To connect with us and join our communities, head to the show notes where you'll find our contact information and individual websites. Until next week, stay grounded, keep growing, and trust that everything you seek is unfolding for you.